it's a tip-top Tuesday, and I don't mean Tuesday. I'm talking about me's day with my friend Mark. He's got living down to a lark. He's got swimming with a shark. He's got drinking with Cuddy Sark. He's a hark. Who goes there, Mark? This is Pistol Shrimps Radio. And I am the aforementioned Mark, and this is Matt Gorley, and you're listening to Pistol Shrimps Radio, the thing Matt just said. Listen, here's what we do. We sit down at women's rec league basketball games, call the play-by-play action, even though we don't have a single clue what they're doing. Then we kind of let that die away and do mailbag episodes. And then we have a global pandemic set in where basketball and mailbag things aren't really that conducive. And then just when it's dying down enough for it to get going back up again because of some real assholes, we start doing episode this one again. We're we're we got a backlog to end all backlogs of emails from people. I don't read the emails ahead of time. Though I don't write the emails ahead of time. Sometimes I do get a peek at one and I just think, well, I better reply to that. And we'll get to that as we go here. But they, okay. we just got a whole bunch of emails in an email box. How far back you think these go, Matt? Well, when was our last episode? I don't remember. Oh boy, it was was this year. Did no, we do an, no we didn't way. even do an episode I'm shocked. this year. First of all, it's August 2021, and I'm blown away. Maybe we did one this year. We must have earlier. Yeah, but yeah. I don't remember when. Yeah, time's I'd say flying. Emails are from uh, April of 2020. No, we got through April. We're, we're, it's still a year. These are year year old emails or more. Ju- July. We got to mid-July. Oh, so we're only a year behind. Yeah. Great. And at this rate, we'll never be done. And don't think that isn't by design. Who do we have here on the show? My name's Kenny Gottlieb. Oh, Kenny. Hi. I didn't see you in the corner. I mean, I did see you, but I didn't think you were going to be on the show. Well, strange you did see me because I'm wearing an invisibility overalls, but I call them under nuns. Yeah, but I saw, I guess I saw your shoulders and arms. Yeah, that is the problem. But I, I have been putting sunscreen on, but it's not invisibility sunscreen or anything. Is invisibility sunscreen a product that people can buy? If you go to the right dark market. Okay. Which one do you suggest? Zodies on fifth. Okay. Yeah, I've been there. Okay. Yeah. I get some spell elements there, you know, like just but like natural stuff. I don't really go in for the chemical stuff or the, you know, the the death stuff that they've got sort of in that corner. Yeah, same thing, buddy. Well, Kenny, what are you up to today? It's hot as hell here. It's very warm. Yeah. Aren't you warm in those overalls? Yeah, but they got a built-in swamp cooler, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Me neither. I'll get back to you. Okay, Kenny. What are you uh, are you going to be on the show today? Are you just doing the whole show oh, today? No, 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 no. Okay, no. you got stuff to do? Um, buddy, take it easy, okay? I'm just uh-huh. stopping in to return something to my friend Matt. Oh, did you borrow something? Yeah. Yeah. A light bulb. You couldn't get a light bulb? I Any- could, but why get one when you can borrow one? Use it till it goes out and then bring it back. Oh, so you burned out the light bulb. Yeah. And then brought it back to Matt. And sometimes on purpose, I just flick that switch all day long. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Anyway, I do gotta run. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. You picking up a shift at the dark market? 
Yeah, I am. It's my first, it's union work. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Working in the service deli at the dark market. We yeah. only serve light meat. Can you believe that? That is strange that a dark market would only serve light meat. Yeah, me too, buddy. So no wings. Just no, the band. Oh, yeah, we're playing the music all day long. Oh, you're doing wings? Yeah. 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 Someone's knocking at the door. Someone's ringing a bell. Yeah. The buttercream. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to keep you from your union you're job. You're me. If you're late, is there a sort of attendance problems? Like if you are late a certain amount of times, you get to talking to or you get written up? Yeah, you get written up on the big board of highlights. How big is the board? 16 meters. Okay. And then it's a big board of highlights? Yeah. The magazine. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So they just write on the magazine? Yeah. That's big. Yeah. 16 meters big. You think you get it. I've been there. I just didn't know what that was. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I do got to run. We covered that. Let's see. Covered the light bulb. Covered my undernuns. Um, that's it. Great. If I could borrow some sunscreen, though, later, we might go swimming. Matt yeah. and I were talking about maybe doing a swim later because yeah. it is so hot. Yeah, here's some. This is invisibility sunscreen. Oh. Yeah. SPF negative 50. Yeah, you put it on the table. Now I can't see it. It's canola oil. Bye. Bye. What did I miss? Nothing, Matt. There's just a kid showed up in some weird clothes and left this dead light bulb for you. Kenny? Yeah. God damn. Well, Na- Matt. Neighbor kid. Yeah. Sounds like he's an interesting kid, though. He's not. Oh. All right. Well, do you want to read some emails here, Matt? Yeah, I'd love to. That's why we're here, right? Yeah. If, you, if this is the first time you're listening to our show, by the way, God bless you. Oh, yeah. Because this won't make any sense. Well, we recapped it all. And I think, I think we did. There's yeah. no basketball games happening, so there's nothing we can do. But yeah. There's, okay. There's. Still doing the spelling bee without us. That's true. Nothing Virtually. Yeah, kind of. Though and that the, last one was live. Yeah. Well, the champs got to go. They did the preliminary oh, rounds offline. Gotcha. Online, not in person. Right. Let's read an email. This is from Rachel Aldridge. Again, I don't I don't scan these emails. People could say whatever they want. I won't know. You've said that enough times now that I'm starting to not believe you. I'm terrified that someone is going to write something oh. really horrific. Well, we can edit. This isn't live. True. I just wanted to say that I've been catching up on Bananas for Bonanza, and the theme song is so comforting to me. Thank you for that. Also, while I haven't listened to it as much as the Bonanzas for Bonanzas theme, Mark's Field Notes song is an absolute masterpiece. I hope there will be more. Well, thank you. Thanks, my boogies. Just want to let you know that you've been brightening my day, and it helps for... Anything helps four months into a pandemic. <laughs> Love you, Rachel. Wow, must be nice. Yeah. Four, <laughs> can you imagine being four months into a pandemic? No. Wait, was that Field Notes song the one you played me about, that you composed and recorded? Yeah, with I the wrote. Steel? That's so good. The Field Notes guys are, they're boogies. They're big time boogies. Yeah. And they asked me to write sort of a country Bob Seeger jingle for one of their uh, product releases, the heavy duty notebooks. Where can people find that? It's on the Field Notes site. It's it's also, I think if you just Googled Field Notes heavy-duty video, you'd find it. Worth doing. But don't use Bing or any other search engine. Bing is great. <laughs> okay. Kenny, you're going to be late for work. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, let's not sleep on that Bonanas for Bonanza theme song either. Yeah. I mean, you're playing some heavy duty licks on that and then some pedal steel in the credits yeah we threw some of that on there yeah i'm i think uh podcast theme songs are maybe my favorite thing to do i also did the one for with Gorley and rust that's mm-hmm. based on a, a song that i had previously written musically which now i've taken to make another full song with new lyrics for my bound 
my band Townland. Your bound tan my bound land. Tan land. You ever been to my tan land? <laughs> Sometimes. So bad, 50. I, I can't, can't sit down. But that album's coming out soon, so follow a Townland band on Instagram. Yeah, Rachel, if these little nuggets of music inspire you and make you feel nice like there's more yeah more coming and we're playing a show on the 25th at the federal bar in noho and mark you're playing pedge stee with us yeah and maddie's playing his his guitar and singing some and it's going to be a night to remember and a night to forget oh i'm i'm doing an occasional background vocal shannon of shannon is shannon can really bring it down golden voiced charmer so if you're in la and it's fine for you to be out in a public place yeah listening to we'll some see live if that music. all happens <laughs> yeah it could it could not happen i think it'll happen i hope so uh that's on august 25th yeah at the federal bar in north hollywood along with don't stop or we'll die uh-huh and los sloppy boys that's right yeah that's los lobos's son's act yeah yeah, all of them Is, had sons. That's not true. No, wouldn't that be great, though? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, and you can go to Eventbrite to get tickets for that, and uh, we'll all be there. We'll be opening up real easy listening to let yeah. then let the party boys get to work. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your dancing shoes. Yeah, and your, and your shants and dues. Shants and dues did call me the other day yeah. and said, my name isn't real and I'm not a person, thank you very much. Must have been a weird call. So bad I couldn't stand up. Next email is from Tyler Bauer. Okay, the subject line is Tom Hanks on the Conan podcast. Yeah. Does that feel like a lifetime ago to you, Matt? It does, because that was, I think, one of the earliest pandemic remote recordings we had done. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what he says. Okay. I thought it showed remarkable restraint on Matt's part when the topic of Cary Grant's accent came up on the Tom Hanks episode of Conan O'Brien <laughs> Needs a Friend, that. and Matt didn't use the opportunity to show off his flawless Cary Grant impersonation, Tyler. I know. Listen... We're all family here, so I can say it's it's not easy to know when to get involved in those conversations, especially when you've got Tom Hanks talking. So my default is to stay out. Then when you factor in my Cary Grant impression, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And I should have put it in. I can't wait. Matt, this is from Brian Brophy, and he says, first of all, I love you both so much. I wish you were my dad's. Oh. Second, I saw this TikTok and it immediately made me think of this show. There's a link. Anyway, bye, Brian. Now, I don't have a TikTok account. I don't even have a clock. I don't really, I'm not really interested in clicking on this link because I feel like I'm opening a portal to digital hell videos. The Chinese government's going to get into your business because don't they own TikTok? I don't, I don't know about that. I just mean. Boy, I just. Laid out a conspiracy theory. You sure did. No fact checking whatsoever. You sure did. I don't want to know if that's true or not. Um, but no, it's more just I don't need a. I don't. I maybe don't need a TikTok. Yeah, me either. I, I know, know what I know it is. I, I barely need the other things. Yeah, my Instagram search thing has just been inundated with people just taking their TikTok videos and yeah, putting them on. Why is that? But just because it's probably easier to make a TikTok and then put it somewhere else. Take a Micmoc. But I do sound like your old aunt. Yeah, but I? anyway, click on that link. You want me to click yeah, on it? let's check it All out. All right, let's look okay. at it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. If it'll even work. TikTok, you don't stop. I'm just loading it up here. Are you on our, our Wi-Fi? I hope so. If I'm not, yeah, that looks like you. Yeah. Well, while it's loading in. What uh, other TikToks have you seen? Uh, I 
I don't know. You big Charlie DeMillo fan? Who's You big Addison Rae fan? I don't know. They're like dance people that dance on TikTok. Oh, no, then I'm not. Okay. And what about um, the guy who works at Ikea and does funny Ikea videos? Is the guy who plays the third smoker in the Waterworld stunt show, is he on TikTok? I think so. Is he Jet Ski Jim who gets, he sort of takes a pipe to the face and does a weird backflip off of his jet ski as it goes backstage but doesn't crash? Yeah, into the hot tub that they get to sit in during their breaks. That thing was disgusting. Was it? Oh, yeah. I saw it up close. Was it just full of algae and gills? Because the Mariner, they got a guy who really had evolved gills. Okay, here's a kid. Okay. Um, The TikTok has loaded up. Okay. It's just a kid. Oh, is this just an example of what he wants to be as our child? Maybe. Okay. It's a kid listening to Warren G and kind of bouncing his head around. A little toddler kid in a high chair. Yeah, okay. Car seat. Nice. Was it worth it to go and click on that video? Well, it wasn't, at least it wasn't a trap. That yeah. we know of. Yeah. Though that's what I'm worried about is that I never, I, I started looking at something. Oh, I'm having some back fun old guy problems where my back hurts. Mm. And I saw a video. I maybe even looked up a video of just, oh, exercises you could do at home to try to like stretch out your back. Yeah. And now my, that's all my Instagram thinks oh, I'm man. interested in to the point where now I'm getting sort of like Australian muscle, like, female Australian CrossFit people. I must have clicked on an Australian stretching video, but it's just all these really cut, super Uh, ultra fit women, which I'm not disinterested in, I guess, but I didn't choose it. I didn't seek it out. Yeah. The internet gave it to me. Right. Instagram fed me this based on one or two things that I liked. That's why I'm not really interested in clicking on a TikTok that's random because now I'm going to get a lot of babies and Car teaching seats, me CrossFit. Teaching me CrossFit. That's yeah. right. What would baby CrossFit be like? Um, I want a and I'm tired. This message is from Stephen Glander. Oh, Glands. Glands on this the guy. I mean, he's an honorary boogie to be sure. It just says, "Hey guys, miss you." Oh, how would this was from July twenty fourth, twenty twenty, and if I'm not mistaken. Glanz is from Milwaukee and is a lifelong Bucks fan, and the Bucks won the NBA championship, and I believe he is very happy now. But could he have known a year earlier that that would have been his reality? That's a good question. Now, I talk to Stephen occasionally over yeah. email, and we pass recommendations back and forth about things to watch. And yeah. I recently went on a deep dive about a universal stuntman named Bob Rochelle, and he put his movie Real Bullets up there. Oh, that's, that's the one I that's sent the you link clip you sent of. me. Okay. Yeah. We're connecting some dots here. Yeah, and uh, so Stevens, salt of the earth, good fella, and and his his handle online is just glands. Pretty great. Pretty great. <laughs> Our next email. I think he's a super ego listener from the early days. That sounds right. Yeah. I yeah. My oh. memory's getting worse and worse, but that does sound that, that's ringing a bell. Steven, we salute you. Or and, as my little brother used to say, because he would say wise with an L. I salute Lou. And I'd go, who's Lou? And he goes, no, Lou. And I go, who's Lou? And he'd go, Luau, meaning you are. And I go, Luau, who are we going to have? Why are we having a Luau? No, Luau. Luau Cinder, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, 
And it was the same routine every time. Yeah. Sweet Brennan. Let's go to Anthony Napolitano. Napolitano? Napolitano. Yeah. Like Jeanette Napolitano of Four Non Blondes? Must be. Yeah. Hi, guys. I would really like to include a verse from the sacred free throw scriptures on my Tinder account to show off my reverent spiritual side so that I can woo other weird mall kids like myself. Would you be able to recite the verse that you find most appropriate for this situation? Thanks so much, Anthony. I just feel so bad that he hasn't been able to get a single ounce of interest because he hasn't been able to put up this. He's probably been going on some bad dates. All right, yeah, let's do this. Like from Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Bad dates. And Lothar, the scrimshaw salesman from Tilupio, Mississippi, came down from the rubber hills. And boy, is that a hard walk, because hard to get traction, says the man in the pan. And that man in the pan was Marzipan Stan, the African can-can dancer. And he says to me, he says, three fellas walk into a bar. One of them's a fella, the other's a marshmallow, and the other is... Um, uh, Hey, just a quick side note. Yeah. Did you know that George of the Jungle's two ladies, who are one of them is a figment of his imagination, are named Ursula and Fella? No. And anyway, those guys were in that pan, and they says, Be good unto your children, for they are the salt of the earth and the land and lot. It's a big pile of salt, too. We're all talking salt these days. Sea salt, caramelized salt, truffle oil salt. Mozzola oil, put that on your Tinder and swipe it. And it was then that they stepped outside for a cigarette and saw upon the ground a bent antler and took it to the village elder, who was a real Ed Harris-looking fella, but not in the way you think, mostly just intense eyes, but his ears resembled Ed Harris in no (laughs) discernible way. Those were weird. His ears did look like that cauliflower ear you get from wrestling or doing MMA. And they asked him, what's with the mirrors? And he said, it's a personal issue that I've got from wearing a tight helmet. And just as a subsection codicil of that scripture, cigarette does have an apostrophe in the middle so as to omit the syllable. And uh, the bent antler is not to be confused with a straight antler, which is in fact either a stick or a fucking spear. Thus, thus sayest the Lord. And Zeth spoke Zarathustra. Jeremy Pennebaker writes. Wait, hey, can we just say to that person, please send us proof of all of that? Yeah, I need t- screenshots of that on your yeah, Tinder yeah. account. And we'll get to it in 2028. Got it, Anthony. Jeremy Pennebaker writes, hey, my boogies, any advice for training a new puppy? This is from August 6th, 2020. So this is a year old puppy now. I hope you figured oh. it out. I hope so too. He's just living in a pile of shit. Her name is Junie and she likes to bite human skin a lot. Thanks, Jeremy from Nashville. I don't know. I'm telling you, we're in the process of trying to move Margot's litter box from one room to uh, a specific piece of built-in bench furniture. Yeah, yeah. It's not been easy. Yeah, retraining an animal. They really say you can't teach an old dog new tricks and it's probably true oh god you can't teach an old cat anything well i hope your puppy i hope that worked out i hope you haven't died from toxoplasmosis because we took so long to get to this would that happen with a dog do dogs have that no i don't think so i think that's a cat litter box thing isn't it i know it is that but i mean your dogs shit outside typically 
Not if you're doing it. Not not if you're Anthony or what is this, Jeremy? Jeremy Pennebaker. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jeremy, I uh, we took our dog to a place that where they did some training. Yeah. And it worked pretty good. But now the dog just sort of does whatever she wants. Mm. She really is king shit of, of Turd Mountain. <laughs> but she does poop outside. That must be nice. Yeah. Mm. But you have to pick it up. So no. that's... Not interested. Not interested. No. Yeah. I, I thought that'd be a deal breaker for a dog. And now... You learn to love I it. I do it all the time. Yeah. Those cute little turds. <laughs> Toot little curds. Want to move on to a new guy? Yeah. <laughs> Ed Morris, on the band on the bandwagon I jump, I suppose, is the subject. All right, Ed. Hey, y'all. I just need to express my appreciation to the both of you. Your sensitive humor meshed with mine in such a sweet and enjoyable way, and I'm often finding myself laughing myself silly listening to you both. What a sentence there. Golly. Nice. Matt, when you busted out Lin, <laughs> Lin Min May's song from Robotech, I knew that I had truly found my people. Mark, I find myself nodding in agreement to most of your sentiments as though we are exactly as sensible as one another. I know you have a lot of email to get through, so, well, this is one more of those. Love you madly, Ed. I just want to say to Ed, Stage lights flashing, the feeling smashing, this is my time to be a star. And the thrill that I feel is really unreal. I don't remember where it goes from here. <laughs> Mr. Adam Floyd writes in, well, this is sort of related to before. Matt, and especially Mark, what's it like working with Conan? <laughs> And specifically, huge celebrities like T. Hanks. Are you accustomed to working with all these great actors? Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. Well, lately all of the things have been on Zoom, so there's not a lot of fraternizing. Occasionally yeah. occasionally one of them gets real chatty. They'll come on early to get their tech set up done yeah, with us. Yeah, sure. But it's pretty pretty straightforward. I'm going to be a guest on that uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself podcast oh, coming yeah. up here. Oh, nice. Those so, guys are great. Yeah, that'll be fun. But I was listening to one just to kind of get the vibe because sure. it's been a while since I listened to it. And I listened to our friend Paul F. on there. And yeah. they were talking about meeting celebrities and who you would be disappointed in, you know, if they if they rejected you. Or, oh, yeah. And Paul brought up a very wise thing, which is, I think, at this point, if you are famous, semi-famous, whatever – you have to know that it's part of the job that yeah. people are going to recognize you and say stuff or yeah. look at you and not know what to do and how you handle that is something. And I would think Tom Hanks would have a little bit of like, I know what this is like now. I am America's oh, yeah. actor. Like, oh he's, yeah. Yeah. So, and Conan actively feeds off of that. He loves that kind of yeah. thing. So with those two, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I, so yeah, I would think like it, It'd be hard to get up to that echelon and be a total nightmare anymore. Though it, it's probably possible. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who that would be. Who the nightmare would be? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably... Um, I wonder if Kevin Costner's nice. <laughs> I hope so. It's yeah. my mom's number one crush. Really? Yep, she loves Kevin Costner. Wow. We went and saw Waterworld in the theater because... Kevin Costner was in it. And we saw The Postman in the theater because Kevin Costner was in it. Wow, that's wonderful. Isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) The Postman, not that bad. No, it's not that bad. Tom Petty plays himself. Well, you want to get into this one? I bet you do. Because the 
This is from Grace, and Grace writes in with a subject, G.I. Joe Christmas. Oh, God, two finer phrases put Matt together. almost just fainted. Yeah. That was wild. During the most recent episode, while y'all were ranking your favorite G.I. Joes, Matt mentioned that <laughs> oh, yeah, the later right. versions you could just create a Vietnam scene. But the later versions... I think, yeah, meaning Tunnel Rat and oh, yeah, you the could ones do... that look like proper camouflage army guys, not like day glow ravers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Joel Schumacher's G.I. Joe. Right, we're yeah. talking Christopher Nolan's G.I. Joe. God, wouldn't that be fun? Oh, what's wrong with the world? This reminded me of what our family calls G.I. Joe Christmas, which sounds right up Matt's alley. Growing up, our Christmas tree was always set up in a corner of our open living room kitchen situation. One year, two brothers created an elaborate scene where there were G.I. Joes arranged on the Christmas tree, sniping Joes positioned on top of cabinets, the refrigerator, above the mantle, etc. My mom allowed this set up for the entire holiday. Needless to say, so many visitors... We're confused, but my mom just shrugged it off. Love all you do. Maybe this could be some inspo for Matt's future holiday decor. That's from Grace Atkins. Wow, way ahead of you for years. I know this. I yeah. decorated my Christmas tree with either Star Wars figures or namely G.I. Joe's because they have an assembly where you could take a jumbo paper clip and hook it up their butts and, you know, like hang up their guts, right? You tuck in the rubber band, like you pull down on the legs. No, you go up their butts and then it goes up through that rubber band hole into their torso. Oh, sure. And then it's hanging and then, then the paperclip runs up along the top of their back and hooks back over onto the tree. You're just using these as straight ornaments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, when you put a Tomax and a Zamot next to each other and there's all kind of like getting the reflection of the lights and the smell yeah. of the noble pine. When Tomax experiences the joy of Christmas, Zamot feels it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If Zamot drinks a big eggnog and gets a little tipsy, uh-huh. the Tomax can't get himself home. He's got to call a, got to call a ride share to get home. If one of them gets a present that the other one wanted, they get it too. It's pretty nice of Zartan too to just do red and green for a whole month. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> well, now we got to an email from Patrick Book. Good old Pat Book. The subject cribbage. Oh, you were, uh, you mentioned something about this, not only right? does one of my favorite podcasts keep coming back from the dead, but I've also loved hearing two episodes of cribbage chat in a row. <laughs> I got the sense that not a lot of people in the U.S. know about it. I don't know if that's true, but here in the middle of Canada, Saskatchewan specifically, that's a little tongue twister, Saskatchewan specifically. It is very common. My wife and I have been playing more in COVID times as well. And for our recent anniversary, I got her a beautiful new board. I think you boogies would appreciate. It's live edge burl with epoxy. Like all those tables that seem to pop up in suggested oh, posts I know, on my Oh, I Facebook. know what he's talking about. Same Please keep the mailbag episodes going. Don't overthink it. The fans will be delighted for these episodes to continue on in perpetuity. So there's a picture of oh, yeah, said that's board. Nice. Wow. And it's got even a little like thing for the pegs right up top here it looks like a seashore it sure does and well, the, Susie sells saskatchewan specifically is down by the seashore so then let's jump to just a month ago this fellow writes in i'm a fine woodworker in portland his name's john jeffrey i make among other things cribbage boards mark i know you play a lot of cribbage with your wife i'd love to send you a board uh for you to have in your collection i'm gonna send it to you thanks for the memories and then it's h-a-g-s which i don't know what that means have a great summer must be. Yeah. So 
this showed up. Or hags. So you want to rip into this and this, see what's in there? Yeah, this is for you, buddy. You open it up. Okay, well, get I in got, there. My hands are full. Here, use this um, this bespoke post saw knife. What the hell is that? Podcast advertiser, man. Really? Yeah. They make hand saws? You're looking at it. This is like a French garden saw. I got a beer growler, too. I got a Greer Brawler. Judy Greer Brawler? That's it. I don't know if this is the tool for the job, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Right now I'm imagining Tomax like getting his satisfaction from this. But this seems enormous. Like, I... Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it's a really long game of cribbage. Let's just see. Or like the map room of Tannis floor with all those peg holes. My boogies know what I'm talking about. All right. There's a note in here, too. Okay. This is delightful. John, this is from June. Sorry. July 13th, 1862. <laughs> My dearest boogs, the battle has been raging all day. I can hear it off in the distance. Men fighting men, horses fighting horses, dogs doing whatever dogs do. I pray every night for this war to end so I may finally be able to hear your voices and caress your naked... Turn that mic towards you, though. Just... Pates. Once again, Commander-in-Chief Patter Twank has announced to the troops that he will be marching out in the early light, but I can't say to where in fear of this letter falling into the hands of the enemy. As an apology for my absence, I have included in this package a cribbage board for Mark, drink coasters for Matt, and handmade pencils for all. Wow. Think of me, your faithful hups bend, when you, when you use them, just as I think of you when I close my eyes to sleep, Ari Ean. Wow. Love to all ADU John Jeffrey Civil War reenactor. Well, Rich. John! I'm, that doesn't seem like a cribbage board to me. That seems no, like your business. Yeah, it seems like a um, pinhead box. You know what I mean? That that box that the pinheads open and it puts them places. I don't know. I've never seen those movies. Me either. Hand me that bespoke post saw blade knife. Who makes this? Bespoke post. Oh, bespoke but that's not the brand of the... Check out these handmade pennies. It's good-looking stuff. We're going to have to take a picture of this business. Look at this guy. It's like a G.I. Joe Christmas. Whoa, that's beautiful. Whoa. Oh, my God. And does it have a little drawer here? Whoa, these coasters are gorgeous. Let me see those boys. Oh, yeah. Checkerboard coasters with... Different types of wood and grain. This is a beautiful cribbage board. Thank you. We'll have to do a photo shoot later on and post it on Instagram, Matt. Yeah, go ahead. It's got a little twisty boy on the end. Oh, man. Look at that. That inlay, that swervy inlay. I learned a little bit about how to do that once. And then did you forget? Sure did. I let it go out. Well, John Jeffrey, you've really outdone yourself. This is tremendous work. This does look like a little bit like a, uh, yeah, it's this got the pegs in the. Opens up. It looks a little bit like a land speeder from Star Wars. Oh, it does. Doesn't it? With the with that inlay in there. Oh wow. Terrific for all your woodworking needs, John Jeffrey, Portland, Oregon. Jingleheimer Smith. Love it. Gorgeous. Would it well, kill all of you to send us? If you do custom want to send something, boards? no, I'm talking just custom made cribbage boards. Every listener out there should custom make a cribbage board and send it. You are asking along for with it. an anvil. Let's move on to Carlo Carino. 
This is an incredible subject line. Okay. Better than G.I. Joe Christmas? What are we talking? Uh, uh, Robotech Halloween? Nope. Uh, we thought Cal mask. Worthing. We thought Cal Worthington was saying "pussy cow" in Guam too. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Mark love the latest mailbag and wasn't expecting vivid flashbacks to childhood here on the island of Guam. In the '80s, our local TV was all sent by tape delay from California, especially KTLA. Whoa! So as a kid, my friends would all debate what "pussy cow" meant. Even the ads. I went usually. I think we usually landed on that was the name of Cal Worthington's tiger. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. The theory fell apart when he started using horses and elephants. Anyway, do you know what Chuck Magione song they used to start the broadcast day? In Guam, we all remember the morning horns, but don't know what the song was. Hope you can help. You guys are my audio Tom Hatton Popeye squiggle. It's not the... I don't know what it is. Is that feels so good? Is that what that's called? I mean, that's a good guess. That's the only Chuck Mangian. At this point, if you have a digital music streaming service like Spotify, Apple Music, whatever it is, Pandora, can't you just load up the Chuck Mangione channel and listen until you hear it? I think you can. You could even skip since it's probably the beginning of the song, right? If it's not that one, just skip through till you find it. I'm not doing this. No one skips Chuck Mangione. Ain't it the ain't it the truth? Flipperific. Uh, this is a this person I think writes in a lot because they want to keep it going. I see. Hey, my bubbies. Just need to know if you guys would rather hear a sermon on the mount or be a merman on the snout. I'll be a merman on the snout. Sermon on the mount or a merman on the snout? Yeah, I, would, I think I'd rather be a sermon on the mount. I'd like to be a sir, sir mount, on the mound, man. What's your favorite cookie between Dickersnoodle and Mocklet Chacadamia? Dickersnoodle's one I run across myself a lot. Yeah. That's, that I prefer Minger Galassus myself. <laughs> uh, I prefer Butternutters and Minthens. This guy... Lynn uh, Minthens. He says, uh, he reminded you on Twitter, we were recording our last actual shrimps game at some point in season one, and you said grandma got dicked over by a vein deer. <laughs> and then I asked if you remembered it, and you didn't remember it. So that made him laugh. Oh, okay. But now I feel like I remember the second time of that. That now sounds more familiar to me. And then he said, quick follow up. If nothing in my last email gave you a light chuckle, let me know. I'll take a hard walk off a soft cliff. No, we had a little laugh there. You heard yeah. it. Oh, it's yeah. right here on the audio. It's nice. Oh, boy. Evening, gentlemen. This is from Matt H. Hi, my bugs. Hope everything's going well, as it can be for both of you during this, the year of hold my beer disasters. <laughs> Mark, I'm loving mascots. From the insightful interviews to the Japanese mascot game, it's been too much fun. I recommend this to everybody, uh, everyone possible. You even got me looking back at my own mascot history. Familiar with baseball, minor leagues, Rancho Cucamonga Quakes? Yes. Mm. And their two mascots, Tremor the Rallysaurus and Aftershock. I did I did see these guys before. I have seen that. They were my first dive in the amazingness of mascots when I was around seven or eight. Matt, you mentioned Risk and board games on the last mailbag, so I thought I'd recommend the latest game in the Pandemic Legacy series. 
Oh, no. Pandemic Legacy Season Zero is set in 1962 mm. and follows you and other players during the Cold War as mm. spies Ooh. trying to stop a virus from being unleashed. Oh, that sounds good. The game isn't out just yet. Well, this was from August of last year, so maybe it's out. (laughs) Better be. Uh, But it sounds right up your alley. One cool thing is using stickers and an included passport book. You can create your character as well as several aliases you'll use when in U.S., Soviet, or neutral territories. Hmm. I've attached some photos. How many players? Um... There's four pawns, so... Well, I mean minimum, because I really only got my wife over here. Yeah. And if I know these games, you're going to want more than two people. Yeah. But maybe it is just two people. And then there's there's the Quakes mascots. Pretty good. Yeah, real good. You can get that Mascots podcast on Stitcher Premium. Use code MASCOT for a free trial. Check it out. Um you played any games like that? The big timer games? I Yeah, once or twice, but I have yet to like fully cross the threshold and snowball into, into, into twilight struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that game? No, that game is incredibly wild. Really? I've only played it once. It takes hours. Yeah. That's the tough, the, the, the barriers of entry on some of these keep me from really getting into them. Our friend, Jordan Katz and I, Jordan's brother-in-law, I think is really into it. And he wanted to play it with me before he went on a family trip a few years ago. Mm. So Jordan came over, I played USSR. He played USA. Uh, his wife and my wife sat in our TV room and just watched TV the whole time. And we're talking three, four solid hours wow. of not really being sure if we were playing it right. And then Jordan just pulled a card cause there's, you know, there's pawns and tokens and cards and, all these different, there's so much ephemera in the game. Even to just set it up takes forever. And Jordan just pulled a card, like a community chest or a chance card. Like there's a deck that you both pull from. And it pretty much just said like, if you're the USA and they're the, and the, your opponent is the USSR, you win. Come on. And I was like, you gotta be kidding. Like, All that. Yeah. We did this whole thing. And then no, thanks. he pulled a card that was just like, if you have 12 territories in the US, you win. Stoop. Yeah. Oh. But apparently it's the number one game for people with hours and hours to kill. And to wrap up in an instant. You ever played one of these pandemic games? I think I have. This seems like a game you don't want to play. Now? Yeah. Yeah. You ready for my um, latest conspiracy theory breaking thought that yeah. I had this week? Yeah. I know, look, people are going to get vaccinated or not. I don't think I can do anything to change anybody's mind. But today I was thinking, if you're, if you're a bioengineer, a vaccination person, someone who studied for years and years and years to make vaccines, you're, I can't imagine you're going to have malicious intent. This is James Bond stuff. This is, I guess bio-warfare is real, but I just don't see it. I don't see anybody getting into immunology for evil purposes. It seems unfathomable to me that you would be hesitant to take a vaccine that is helpful in my opinion, because you're worried that they're up to something. Yeah. It's almost as if the people who don't want vaccinations, unless they have an underlying health condition are irrational. (laughs) That's all we really need to say about it. But I really did think like you're going to go through 12 years of science schooling. Yeah. To put a little... The long con? To put a little... That's one of the longest cons there is. Yeah. Anyway, that's my little soapbox for you. Soapbox moment. Let's get back to this email. 
This is from Chris Doucette, and it's, this is a perfect mail bail, mail bail question. Okay. Mail bail. It's What's, crazy to think that these emails, the vaccination isn't, isn't even out yet. It wasn't a reality here, yeah. no. What's the opposite of oral Hershizer? Anal him. Himshizer? Him. Well, what's the opposite of shy? Oh, bold. And then another him, right? Yeah. So it'd be anal him. him. Anal him bold him. (laughs) (laughs) Anal him bold him on the mound. What was the one I had the other day? I don't know. I wasn't here. You were here. Oh, I was? You were setting up pedal steel. We were rehearsing and I came over to you and I said. I don't remember. Oh, man. What was that? You can go on. Well, if you think of it, I'll read this email from Hannah Blackman. I know that name. I do too. Hannah's been a longtime fan of things. Dear Mark and Matt, I know you don't want more emails, but as I continue to spiral into a pit of despair due to the state of the world, I feel inclined to try to keep one of the few things that makes me happy going. I love hearing you guys chat about literally anything. Just brings me joy. Thanks for doing it. In your most recent episode, that good G.I. Joe question was from someone in Burke, Virginia, which is about 10 minutes from where my parents live. It's nice to know Pistol Shrimps fans truly are everywhere. I do have a little question. Matt, since you've been watching all those descriptor noun thriller movies, yeah. which is the best one that stars Robert Redford? Is it simply Three Days of the Condor, which I'm now realizing is not the descriptor noun, though it is a three nouns of descriptor, so does it count? <laughs> is there a better suited is there anyone better suited to a government conspiracy thriller than Robert Redford? Also, don't you think that 1975 Robert Redford would have been a really good Felix Leiter? Oh. Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for the show. So if you released one mailbag episode every three months, I'd be so happy. God, we haven't even managed that. It did make me think that once this pandemic is over, we're still going to have a year of pandemic emails. To yeah. Read. Yeah. Which now is thrilling. <laughs> Boy, I mean, I don't think you can top three days of the condor for, for something like that. Um, yeah, he's... That's top notch, even though it, it it doesn't technically have the name. Now, Alan J. Pakula, who directed that film in his so-called Paranoia trilogy, there is that title format in a movie called The Parallax View with Warren Beatty that's very much in that vein. And, you know, Warren Beatty and Robert Redford are kind of adjacent types, especially yeah. in this era. So you could, if you haven't seen that, you could try that out. I think I prefer Three Days of the Condor, but... I recently watched for the first time Blowout, which I'd never seen Brian De Palma's Blowout, and I always thought that's relatively modern, yes, compared to yeah. But I, it really fits in that vein. It's and I had no idea. I always think I thought it because it was De Palma of that era, like Dressed to Kill. It was more of a horror movie or something. But it's really an intrigue thriller with even a political espionage element to it, kind of. Nice. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm real touch and go with De Palma. I have, I still not have, have not totally drunk the De Palma Kool-Aid, but film by film, that one's really good. I don't know that I could name a Brian De Palma film, but if you told me one was a Brian De Palma film, I'd be like, okay, yeah, or that's not. Oh, you mean... So let's play De Palma or not De Palma. Okay, De Palma or not... De Palma or not De Palma. Yeah. Hit the, me with one. The Untouchables. That is De Palma. It is De Palma. Yeah. Okay. The Touchables. 
Deer Hunter. I don't think that's De Palma. Not De Palma. Yeah, okay. I'm two for two. Christine. No. Carpenter. Yeah. Body Double. That, I think, is De Palma. Is De Palma. But I don't know what it is. I've never seen it. Carrie. That is um, not De Palma. It is De Palma. No, it's not. Oh, shit. I do apologize. Are you talking about the new adventures of old Christine? That's <laughs> yeah. what I thought you were talking Which episode? about. Yeah, episode one, the pilot. Yeah. He didn't do the pilot for no, that. No, but he did all the ones after. Yeah, yeah. except for the Christmas special. <laughs> Raising Cain. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, so I'll say that is De Palma. It is De Palma. Yeah. Um, did he do one with Nick Cage where Nick Cage does like, there's one continuous shot that opens the movie and it's like snake a 12 eyes. minute. Is, oh, yeah, that is Snake Eyes. What a dump truck that uh, is. Um, uh, casualties of War. Oh, man. I don't, I don't think it's him. It is him. All right, so this guy's made some movies. Mm-hmm. A lot of them that I Mission haven't seen. Mission Impossible. The first, the mm-hmm. first one yeah. with Jack Lord? Yeah, he's not in it. You're thinking John Voight? No, I'm thinking Jack Lord from the TV show. That's Hawaii Five O. Is it? Yeah. Book him, Dano. He's on an episode of the new Hawaii Five O in digital form. We I've watched it. That. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, real rough. Um, yeah, I think he directed the he first did. one. Yeah. 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 Those are fun, right? Mm, your mileage will vary. I like the later three. Yeah, those are the ones. I'm right? not a huge fan of the earlier ones. No. Especially that like number two is pretty rough. How about when he's just rock climbing with a pair of like strap on sunglasses? Yeah, that's part two with John Woo, I think. Excuse this has me. been De Palma or not De Palma. I'll be right back. <laughs> Keep going. Great. I'm just going to read this email. Scott Coates writes in, Mark and Matt, thanks for giving yourselves and bringing joy to the many. The world needs more giggles and smiles. Me and Ben Kenobi scaring Banthas down on Tatooine. Y- using a crate dragon call and my sleeves are longer than my arms. I apologize for the noise outside. Me and Aunt Baru getting burned up to a crisp at night. To a crispy cream. <laughs> Me and Uncle Owen and we're going down to flowing gyms. That was like a, that was some insider rhyming Internal right there. Insider rhymes, which is just Russell Crowe and Al Pacino. In a Brian De Palma picture. Nobody, Michael Mann. Oh, yeah, that one. Inside Man. Yeah. No, that's Spike Lee. Outside Man. No, that's me. Hello, Matt. let me in. Um, uh, uh, Matt, this is a thing that would happen during the basketball games. I just want to check in with you about your nutrition. People are very worried that you don't eat properly. Oh, that's right. Remember, you'd come to a basketball game and say, like, I forgot to eat. When's the last time you ate? Friday morning. Yeah. So, yeah, how are you doing on your food? Did you very eat anything good. today? Yes, I made myself a sandwich. Whoa. I've been fairly healthy eating. I don't eat much sugar anymore, and that's kept for over a year or so. And more than that, I've been exercising every day. Yeah. And um, I've really been trying to improve my sleep, and I bought a Fitbit just for the sleep tracker. And then the first night I used it, I slept horribly because I was so anxious about performing well for the Fitbit ch- tracker. Oh, were you checking it all night long? No, but I was just like, am I doing it right? Oh God, it's watching me. Now I can't sleep. <laughs> so it's touch and go, but I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But the exercise has really been helping. I've been rowing. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you're eating. I rowed my boat ashore. Hallelujah. 
This is from Andrew, and the subject is Dire Straits. Okay. Mark and Matt got oh, this recommendation. Wait, on you. sorry, yeah. real quick. I don't know if I, I don't think I've mentioned this on here, but each time I row, I watch an episode of It's a Living, the Jiggle Show from the early '80s that set atop the Bonaventure Hotel. Of course, I know what a Jiggle Show is, but what do people out there who maybe don't know what a Jiggle Show? I'm is, not watching need it to know it's about a Jiggle Show. A Jiggle Show was a, literally a kind of insider jargon for a show like Three's Company that was a kind of broad farce, but also by no accident and totally by design featured a lot of typically brawless ladies jumping around. You know what I mean? Good evening. We're the typically brawless ladies. <laughs> That's not why I watch it. I watch it because I'm obsessed with the Bonaventure hotel. I'm obsessed from television of that time. I'm obsessed with this, the carpet in this restaurant and I've gone through already through season one. Yeah. And uh, then it really doesn't get good. Well, here's some Bonaventure fun facts. I got engaged in the Bonaventure Hotel. That's right. I want to go back there so bad. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Ghostbusters, the hotel they go to do to get rid of Slimer, the lobby is the Bonaventure Hotel. That's It's not the Biltmore? No, it is the Biltmore. You're yeah. right. And I got engaged at the Biltmore Hotel. So, Matt, <laughs> fuck off on all of that. I get them confused every time. I think Who, like, oh, yeah, Bonaventure. What's your wife's name? Kim. Oh, no, it's Christina. Um uh, come come see town. Then we have a song about the Bonaventure Hotel. Yeah, twenty fifth of, of August at yeah. the North Hollywood Federal Bar. Yeah, that's right. Dire Straits. I got this recommendation on YouTube. Thought you needed to see this rendition of Sultans of Swing on the G A Y A G E U M. Gayagum. I don't know, but I've seen this, which is apparently a tr- traditional Korean zither like string yeah. instrument with twelve strings. Also, did you... I feel like I've seen that, too. Yeah, it was making the rounds for a while. Did you see someone did Layla in the style of Mark Knopfler? Have you seen that one? Yeah, I think I have seen that. Was that was pretty impressive. I like that stuff. Um, we went and saw um, The Princess Bride at the Hollywood Bowl with a live orchestra. What a treat. Yeah, and because Mark Knopfler did the score for that, but... It is funny to think he was that, too chicken shit to show up and yeah, play it live. Show up, Mark Knopfler. August 25th, 2020. This one we already read because I sent it to you because I couldn't believe that someone did this. And I don't know how to share this with people. But Matt and Mark, hope you're doing well. This year, I caught up on the Pistol Shrimps back catalog. Sorry, I lost it. Uh, while I was doing that, I put together a track with all the times Kubich appears on the show. Oh, that's That's right. on SoundCloud. Thanks for the ridiculousness, Ian. Wow. Maybe I'll put a link on the Twitter. We do have a Twitter account. That can't so. be good for a human to listen to. To just hear Kubitsch? It can't be good. I rec- I, I think You do the character, Kubitsch. I know. It's not good for me. Yeah. But I'm at least willing to sacrifice. <laughs> um. This is from JW. Just saw an ad for Pete Yorn on my Facebook page and realized if you spoon rise his name, you get yeet porn. <laughs> Don't know what this is. Not going to look it up. Jared. Yeet porn. Jill Belial writes, hi guys, just about every episode of PSR involves some serious 80s, 90s nostalgia. So I must ask, did you watch the Karate Kid reboot Cobra Kai? What did you think? And how can you spoon rise that title? Is it possible? Your boogie Jill. Ky- I didn't watch it. Kybra Co. Uh, I did. I fell off, but not because I didn't enjoy it. Just, I think there's, they had this pandemic on and other things came up and, you know, Amanda and I, but just had to watch Bosch. 
Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we have a friend that lives up in Ohio. We went to see them a week ago or so, and they've been watching Bosch hardcore. Yeah. They're they're all the way. They almost couldn't wait for us to leave so they could watch more. I Bosch. understand it. It's like a weird sweet spot between shitty network prime time and good premium cable. It's neither of those, but it's got the kind of junk food satisfaction of the network with a little bit of the depth of a premium cable show but man they really phoned in this last season i mean in their defense it was made during a pandemic okay but that didn't stop this is from tom hall tom hall. tom hole h-o-l-l h-o-l-l yeah i don't know hole hole mall let's go hall, hall. I can't believe you're still reading our emails, but it's a true public service. And if you've stopped, what gives? I wrote in a long time ago, March, I think, with some favorite celebrity opposites. Matt mentioned it. He had a whole list on his phone. I got to hear some more. Kelsey Grammer, more like Keenan here spelling. <laughs> Let me. F- what was that noise? That was my my computer. I do have a list of my buddies and up. I have started playing a game where one names the opposite and the others have to figure out who the celebrity is and reverse by reverse engineering. I'm sure it'll be a great road trip game whenever it is we can take the road trips again. Anyway, you guys rule. This podcast brings me so much joy. Keep up the good work and go screw. That's from Thomas. Okay, here's some. I call this supersymmetry, meaning like you know, there's this physical theoretical theory or physics theory that every particle has a twin on the opposite side of the universe i'm totally ruining this but that they're connected and okay. that that's a possible way to do communication and such but um let's see here that's digging through his phone right now looking for some i have a long list because i want to do illustrations of these sometimes like an instagram account or something um here it is let me just give a couple of these good ones Jenny Craig's Weight Watchers versus Craig Jenny's Height Hearers. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton versus Baldy Student Not a Fan Ounce. Broke. Oh, this is maybe what I said to you the other day. No, I don't know. Brokeback Mountain versus Fixed Front Valley. Yeah, you, there was a. The thing you said to me was definitely in this vein. Uh, a Newfoundland dog, Newfoundland dog versus old lost sea cat. Ice ice baby versus fire fire grown up. <laughs> Mayor Winningham versus cult losing cheese. <laughs> You're reminding me now of what I do every morning. I do the New York Times spelling bee and I do the New York Times crossword. I do Ken Ken. Do you? Yeah. Do you ever tried Barbie Barbie? Ken Ken versus Barbie Barbie. In the uh, in the spelling bee though, though, you'll often be able to make words that aren't words. Like this morning, I'm I was like, why isn't deli hook a word? Oh yeah. Spelling bee is just there's seven letters and you Should have to be. make as many words as you. Really, you, the cheese that's in the front of the deli contain the deli case, you need a hook. Yeah. You need a deli hook. Yeah. Or that should like, be a word. just to put a side of beef on. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hand me that deli hook? Here's the last couple. Taylor Swift versus clothing client slow. Clothing client. <laughs> uh, the cats and jammer kids versus the kids and jammer cats. <laughs> Mini driver versus maxi passenger. <laughs> and happy Gilmore versus sad lungless. 
pretty good. Well, Matt, with all that, all those witticisms out, this guy, Aaron Whitlow, writes in and said, Matt said this on the podcast, still makes me laugh. Dirty Banks and his country skanks. <laughs> That's like you're going out to stagecoach for a country music festival. I'm going to hit the second stage and see Dirty Banks and his country skanks. That's like, remember you and I would always go, hey, what are you doing later? We're going out twanging. Yeah. Look, my buddies from college are in for the holiday weekend, and they just want to see some local twanging. Yeah, I thought we'd hit up Dirty Banks and the country skanks, get a couple of beers, watch the show, and then if we still got it in us, go out and do some midnight twanging. Yeah, I rented two Ford F-150s, so it's an F-300, and oh. we're going to do some twanging. Uh, I, I rented half a Ford F-150, and it's just a, a Ford C... 75. Oh, you split the letter when you do that joke? You have to when, oh, I when you're going back. The, I should have No, you don't have to when you're doubling. Oh, but, but you have to. Down. You have to. It's like when you convert Celsius to Fahrenheit because you want optimal weather for twanging. Yeah. You got to do the five nines or the nine fifths conversion. And it's a mind fuck how at zero it's 32, but right. at 32 it's 100. Fuck that. How what's did your, we do this? What's your optimum twanging temp? I'm. I, I convert to Celsius yeah. because I have to. But where do you want it? And if I'm do well, it just, it depends on if I'm on dirt or on a concrete surface Yeah. because I want it cool if I'm on the concrete, but if I'm in the dirt, it needs to be room temperature. Wow. Gotcha. But I'm outside. Yeah. So, so you figure it out. Okay. I will. Yeah. I did. One night I twanged and I didn't wake up. Shit. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I twanged so hard one time. I ended up bringing my house down. Yeah. I mean, I wrote to my senator to try to legalize twanging. And what did he say? Or she? Shit. I mean, doesn't matter you know what? what. I didn't know. Both genders are into twanging. Yeah. Well, they said, I feel you, dog. Mm-hmm. And that's all it said. Wow. Yeah. And my senator's name is Rick. Rick Dog? Yeah. I feel you, comma, dog. Like he signed it, dog. Anyway. Dog the Bounty Senator? Yeah, that's him. Okay. You ever do a very twanging Christmas? Do it. So bad I can't sing hallelujah sometimes. I bet Santa's a big twanger. I'll bet he's got a big stick. Yeah, jingle stick for jangling. (laughs) I got to stop this now. I don't know if my voice is my own. Dustin Kreft writes in. Another name that I just... No, we know Dustin. We've, yeah. we've had my, many a correspondence with lovely Dustin. Hi, Matt and Mark. Hope you're well. My wife's grandmother passed recently. Sorry to hear it. She was an amazing oh. woman who had a long, incredible life. Starting in the mid-80s, she and her husband ran a tiny local video store called Mr. Video. Oh, buddy. You know Mr. Video? No, but just I, yeah. I worked at Mr. Movies. Oh. I just love video store names. I worked at Mr. Blockbuster. Yeah. I worked at Mrs. Blockbuster. Shit, we ought to have our wives get together. They would receive all sorts of promotional materials for the movies. And going through some boxes, my wife discovered... uh, Oh, my wife discovered Stallone's sunglasses from Cobra. As a promotional thing? I guess. The Bullet from Silver Bullet, a Lone Wolf McQuaid shirt, and now this. I immediately thought of you guys when I Googled this item. I couldn't find anything about it. There's a description on the back, but it doesn't make much sense. I'm wondering what you guys would make of it. Thanks, as always, PSR forever. This is a diehard Bruce with Bruce Willis Echo Killer. It's a photo of sort of a small 
Looks like a refrigerator magnet, maybe. I think it's like just a little battery-operated sound thing. So then this is what it says on the back. These are the directions. One, please load the three dry cells according to the marked direction shown on the product. Mm -hmm. Okay, so those are batteries? Yeah. Two, when you are in a bad mood, eliminate your anger by means of echo killer. Okay. Three, the similar weapon sound and flashing of Echo Killer are excellent and realistic. Okay. Four, Echo Killer may relieve you of your annoyance. What is it? Five, Echo Killer may also be used as a keychain to be carried by you. <laughs> so, is Echo a person in Die Hard? No. No? Because that would be what I would think it is. It's like a the gunshot. It seems like this is a gunshot sound effect thing. Well, there's no one named Echo in Die Hard. What a strange thing. I don't know what to say. Maybe I think it was probably some product that was made that they repurposed for this in a weird way. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm into it. Yeah. This one also seems like we got to read it. Doug MacArthur, hotting nilbillies. Douglas MacArthur? Yeah, that's him. What's up, my boogie? Sending you love and good vibes from Winnipeg. The home of the Guess Who, birthplace of, birthplace of the Pizza Pop, and generally cool place to hang, despite what Jimmy O. Yang said in his latest comedy special. Hmm. Oh, you shit-talking Winnipeg? Wow. Why would you do that? It's low-hanging fruit. Well, it's cold there. There's no fruit. Oh, good point. Probably fruit, like fruit t- of the looms. tundra berries. Tundra berries. So My question is for Matt. As a not Florino for life, are you familiar with the Notting Hillbillies and their excellent as 1990 a what, album? As a what for life? A Noflorino. Oh, Noflorino. Oh, Missing, yeah, presumed I, having a good time. It's one of my favorite I, albums I that includes that. an ellipsis in the title. <laughs> Wondering if you can toss off your favorite Noffler spoonerisms on the next mailbag episode. Here's a track listing for that Hillbillies album. Railroad work song, Bewildered, Your Own Sweet Way, Run Me Down, One Way Gal, Blues Stay Away From Me. Am I wrong in thinking Notting Hillbillies was a kind of super group like traveling? I believe it was. But I don't know for sure. Give my regards to the Pistol Shrimps crew and my P-guards to the Ristol Crimps shrew. Some Knopfler Spoonerisms. Others in Brahms. Nunny for Muthing. Bordabello Pell. Lunnel of Tove. Piston by the Tool. Storybook Story. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I can't get Lock you. of Wife. <laughs> lock of wife <laughs> lock of wife's about as good as it gets right there yeah and i feel like it was featured in as good as it gets by brian de palma <laughs> starring jack nicholson greg kinnear and maybe someone else we do the lock we do the lock of, of wife. wife yeah we do the lock of oh my god eric this is eric and heather heather writes in go screw the pooch Putin now I'm scrooge. sad we didn't get to this in a timely manner. Oh no! I hope they went through. Heather, you got to, you got to write back and let us know if this happened. Let me read this to you, my boogies. Intermediate term listener, first time caller. We're about to adopt our first dog, and we're thinking about naming him my boogie. Oh, M A H B O O G Y. Are there alternate spellings, and what would be his nickname? And hey, go screw. Warmest regard. Sorry, warmest we guards. <laughs> Heather and Eric. 
I hope you got a pup, and I, I hope you named it. I do too. My understanding is that it would be spelled M apostrophe B O O G I E. That's how I spell it when I write you email. Yeah, me too. But but don't worry about that. Yeah, Just spell it however it's a dog. you like. Dogs can't spell. Mine can. You had a dog? No, that's the problem. Oh. He couldn't spell. Seems weird. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Oh, B Bender banter. Oh. Ooh, you perked up on this, man. I know, because Mark just brought his B-Bender over today. I needed to borrow his B-Bender. Hey, my boogies. I wanted to chime in since you were fellows were talking about B-Bender guitars on the last episode. So we've already talked about B-Bender guitars, yeah. but they're fabulous. Yeah. I just finished putting one together myself. Whoa. Matt has mentioned with the Geyers and Rust, with Geyers on with Geyers and Rust, that he loves the Birds cover of You Ain't Going Nowhere, which prominently features... What was perhaps the first B Bender guitar ever built? Yes, it is the first B Bender that, guitar. That's pedal steel on the recording, isn't it? It's not. Come on. It's not. It's Clarence White. That's B Bender on the. Yeah. I know Marty. What's his name? Marty Stewart. Marty Stewart played it on a B Bender when we saw it. And he owns that guitar. So that whole album. No, not the whole album. But that song, that it, intro lick, is is not pedal, pedal steel? steel. No, it's B Bender. Fuck you. It really is. What's that like to learn about one of your favorite things ever and figuring out? Hold on. Really? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Gene Parsons and Clarence White invented the apparatus just before Sweetheart of the Rodeo Sessions. Oh, yeah. That guitar is owned and frequently day. played by Marty Stewart. I wanted to ask Mark if he's had any favorite tunes that feature the B-Bender because I need to get practicing I love all the work you two goofballs do, and thank you so much for the laughs. Can't wait to grow old with you both, Dylan. Oh, let's but listen to a VRBO commercial. Here we go. So, but you didn't know that until recently, then. Or did you always know that? Because when we saw them, I think I was like, wow, he really made that B-Bender sound like pedal steel. I think I knew that that was Clarence White. But I also know that uh, Lloyd Green plays on that record. And yeah. I know that J.D. Maness plays on that record. So you Yeah, got, Lloyd, I was thinking There was is Lloyd, tons of pedal steel on that record. I thought for sure that was Lloyd Green on pedal steel. It sounds like him. That's why I think like Clarence White was such a... Uh, and this is proven? I mean, I can't prove it necessarily, but I, I'm pretty confident. But that's a B-Bender guitar. I mean, I'd trust your over mine. And Dylan Rogers asks, are there any B-Bender songs that I like? Are there? None. None? You well, hate the B-Bender. I do. I regret buying it. Give me a C-Bender any day. Uh, Brad Paisley uses a G-Bender. Which, what? Yeah. G-Bender. Yeah. And he bends a half step with that guy. Because does the B-Bender bend a full step? Whole step. But you can adjust it. You can have it, you can do a wide swing, you can do a narrow swing. It just depends. I uh, I like Marty Stewart's record "Way Out West." There's a bunch of B bendery stuff. His guitar player Kenny, cousin Kenny, I think they call him. Mm. He's an awesome B bender player. Marty Stewart's hair and often his collars are incredible. I'm blanking on the song. I can hear it in my brain. There's a Wilco song with some B bender in it. Oh. Here's what I want you to do, Hold Dylan. Uh, I want you to put on every single Wilco song in order and just go through them until you find B-Bender in it. It's an early one, right? Yeah. It's not box full of letters, but I think it is box full of letters. No. But it's not. Oh, it's on AM 
right? The first album? Yeah, probably. Anyway, let's go out while you're doing whatever it is you're going to do, Matt. Daniel Keys writes, Mark and Matt just got a notification. You put out a new mailbag that reminded me to add to your Sisyphusian email situation before the next one. Just wanted to let you know that the University of Michigan's the University of Michigan's starting left guard is named Chuck Falaga. Fuck Chalaga. And he has my favorite spoonerism of all time. Am I saying it right? F-I-L-L-I-A-G-A. Filiaja? Fuck Chiliaja. Is it that's not the issue? I hope I hope you never get to the end of these emails, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. That's from Danny. Is it what? That's not the issue. I don't think so. You don't think so? Will there be a commercial before this? Probably. Nope. I don't know. I don't think it's that. I must be high, Casino Queen. Oh, it might be. It might be. It must be high. But I don't think it is. It's a a quick Disney Plus ad. Forget it. I know there's B-Bender on a Wilco, too. Okay. And Marty Stewart's Way Out West album. That's a good record. Okay. How far in are we here, Matt? You want to try to get to... Well, let's see. Give us one or two more. Two more. Unless you got to get to a milestone, and then we can do... I was trying to see... Can we get to Halloween? Where are we? We're four emails away from Halloween. Yeah, we could do four more. Okay. My dearest Martholomew and Matricia. Tis been or a fortnight since I heard your precious voices last. A mailbag wow. episode to soothe my ears as I sat beneath the stars on my rooftop, embracing myself in these, the most dulcet of tones. And then my heart did a twitter as you read my last question on the very waves of air that brought me so much joy in the past. And lo, what be this? Ye addressed that Mark Markery McConvolwitz had engaged in a D&D adventure, yet no contemplation or whether or not ye two brave heroes would engage in such an adventure in the land of podcastery. Forsooth, my dear heroes, and sorefooth, my heer dealos. What chance of an RPG adventure of ye two embarking para nuestros odios? Te amo, Aaron Gold. Hmm. Well... I will say this. Yeah. I feel like the role playing as performance thing is pretty saturated with excellence. Uh, yeah, it's covered. Yeah. I'd be happy to be a guest on a thing like that. Yeah. I don't think I I have a very sensitive thing about copying stuff or doing my version of a thing that's already out there. Co- I don't want to do that. Color commentating on sports. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. And we got a lot of emails to get to, but maybe one day, I mean, we could, we could do our own, it would be our own way, I'm sure, but there are people out there doing it better. Yeah. There's people that are doing it on a massive level that are great. Yeah. Massive attack. The band is doing it. Critical roles out there. Nerd poker. Harmontown or yeah. Harmon Quest. Harmon I mean. Quest. You got, uh, um, Stream of, stream of blood. You got guys who get going on games. Hi, boys. On my 18th listen to the PSR discography, I heard something that truly disturbed me. 
I'm not sure that mic's picking you up. It's not? Well, there you go. Yeah. On the 4-14-2016 episode, you joined the Pistol Shrimps at the Tribeca Film Festival red carpet. Yeah. At the 5-50 mark, Matt offers to help a guy with his gear in the background. We hear the man's unintelligible reply to which man, Matt says, no, no need to be rude, sir. No need to be rude. This often keeps me up on, at night. Can you please let me know if this was just a bit or if this guy was being a real jerk and I should be indeed retroactively offended? It had to be a bit. Yeah, I'm sure. I can't. I don't have any recollection. Of I don't it. either. <laughs> I don't know. Because I know if someone was rude, the last thing I would do is like seriously go, no need to be rude, sir. No need to be rude. Yeah. I was probably hyperbolizing or something. Yeah, it was probably a joke. Like the guy probably went, thank you so much. That's kind. And I went, no need to be rude, sir. That's what I'm imagining. Because I don't have a bad memory about the Tribeca Film Festival at all. That was really fun. Scott Hardy writes, hi, Matt and Mark. I was outraged and deeply upset on a personal level to see a new episode pop up in my feed. So you don't feel guilty about the gap between them. Uh, I'm in Western (laughs) Australia. Things are lightening up a lot here with zero new cases. As someone who deals with anxiety and depression, it's been a rough winter of lockdown, so I want to try and embrace summer, maybe start some new hobbies, and with the freedom, get out some. What are some things you miss doing or would love to do that a single Australian person with somewhat limited means could do on your behalf? Live vicariously through a stranger on the other side of the world. Go screw, Scott. P.S. What was the deal with Miles Mayhem always wanting briefcases of platinum? Do you think it was just something different besides cash or gold? P.P.S. Also, do you remember Auto Man? My cousins and I were convinced we'd made up that show before the internet and that we could confirm it existed. Okay. Um, first of all, I th- in reading that, I realized, oh, right, the seasons are backwards in Australia. Or they're backwards here. Right. They're flipped. Yeah. Um, so... Is it now winter there? I guess so. Yeah, because this is from October 27th, 2020. Okay. Well, I guess for me, I I was down in Australia for three weeks one time. I was doing a series of Carlton Draft commercials. They're really funny. But they never aired. But they're funny. <laughs> uh, I know this story. Yeah, but I went to a Mexican restaurant because I was dying for a burrito. How'd that go? In Melbourne. It was not good. Yeah. But I still asked for a to-go box, and they don't do that in Australia, apparently, unless that's changed. And okay. I think I offended this Mexican restaurant. I would like you to find that Mexican restaurant and burn it to the ground. <laughs> uh, I bet, my guess is Miles Mayhem, they had just said platinum to try to make him seem fancier. Yeah. The writers just were like... It's a future metal. It? Yeah. And, and yeah. like credit cards are heading that way someday. Didn't... Yeah, wasn't there like a a movie or a pop culture thing where they used Electrum? Or is that a and d thing? I, I feel like know. that's a like another... We need a different currency than gold or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then Auto Man. I don't remember Auto that Man. That sounds vaguely familiar to me. All right, Scott. I hope you're doing well there in Western Australia. Yeah. Go take a hike. I've been taking lots of hikes and it's nice. Yeah, go to Iluru. William Leitzman. Matt and Mark. Good to see you. Tulsa Leach. What's up, my bugs? I'm also from Minnesota, so I just want to say to Mark, save big money at Menards. <laughs> my name is William, and I've been living and teaching in South Korea for over 11 years. 
Despite this, I try to keep touch, keep in touch with my weird mall kid roots. Part of that is listening to this podcast and other things you guys work on. It brings such a goofy type of comedy to the land of the coming land of the coming maim. Land of the what? The land of the sea corning malm. Oh, morning, morning calm. calm. You can tell I need to get glasses or jump the font size up here. <laughs> Keep doing what you do. Your unique brand of humor is especially important during these difficult times. Say hi to Margo, the fat guy for me. Minnesota, goodbye. Okay, I really got to go. See ya. Bye-bye now. All right, I'm off, <laughs> William. That's nice. Yeah, I hope you're doing all right over there in South Korea. I hope everybody's doing all right. I yeah. mean, it's been a long run. We're only to Halloween. I'm trying to think around this time, Amanda and I were decorating the backyard for no one for Halloween. Yeah. Almost I, a year ago. I don't know that we did. Oh, we did some pumpkins. Pumpkins? Uh, it's all a blur. There is one more Halloween email, and then we're done. Okay. This is from Dennis Gallagher. Hi, fellas. Not sure when you'll get to this. Well, the answer is August 2021. <laughs> I just listened to the October 2020 mailbag episode. I wanted to let you know that my nine-year-old daughter dressed up as Runny Babbitt for her school's dress. Uh, like a book character. Oh, dressed like a book character day. If you don't know Runny Babbitt... It's about a rabbit who speaks in spoonerisms by Shel Silverstein. I bet that guy had some fun. Yeah, I, I recall that, I believe. Anyways, love the show. Uh, I have a few mask vehicles sitting around my parents' house. DJ in Wisconsin, a Menard shopper. <laughs> well, I hope you save big money. Uh, and then this this is Runny Babbitt, the costume, and there's all these little uh, spoonerisms all over there. Oh. Beware of the weevil itch. Dettle sound. Wather about the fawn buyer to get garm. Clow out your bandals and wake a mish. Hosh your wands. And then cover your snout when you meze. I mean, if I have any advice for anybody during yeah. these times where we have to watch the transmission of a deadly global virus. And hosh your wands is probably the funnier of the wands brothers. Matt, yeah, seems as good a place to any stop. We got to November first, twenty twenty, and we will carry on. Now, look, here's this is not quite an, an announcement, but we're looking into moving the feed. Hopefully, you won't have to do anything. It'll just. We hope you just get to sit on your ass and let this happen, and move it over to the beautiful folks at Acast because it's so much easier to publish over there than what we've going on got going and on in our world where it's. Like basically we're publishing this podcast with the way we used to do super ego back in the early days, meaning writing code on a true text file, XML file and uploading it to yeah, an I would, FTP server. I it's would just crazy. I would just sit here while Matt would play war games like Matthew Broderick. I hate and try it. to stump a computer opponent so to get a podcast it, on the internet to use. It's a, different now. Is what you're yeah. Saying. To use a term I've already used on this episode, the barrier of entry of doing one of these is prohibitively difficult because I keep forgetting how to do it because there's so few and far between. How to pause a podcast. That was Brian De Palma. I keep forgetting. Did Brian De Palma sing this song? So you shouldn't have to do anything, but there is a point where we might re-upload the episodes to that publishing site, hosting site, so that they're more secure. And if you start to see duplicates or things that look like new episodes or old episodes, please forgive us. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. 
Hopefully this will all just be seamless, but just, just so you keep a heads up. Yeah. So watch the skies. Yeah. You can email the show pistol shrimps radio at gmail.com. Yeah. You can follow the show on Twitter. I believe that's at shrimps radio. Yeah. And you can go on Instagram and I almost never post photos on there, but I feel like I do need to bring up one thing. And it was one of the whole oh, reasons. This is big. One of the whole reasons we want to do another mailbag. Yeah. Not that your emails aren't reason enough. Yeah. But they sometimes are. you get a little, you get a little fire lit a little under goose. you. goose. Well, you get a sexy fire. Is that fair to say? The sexiest of fires. Yeah. Pistol Shrimps listeners, you'll be happy to know that on July 26th, 2016, the Pistol Shrimps Radio, at Pistol Shrimps Radio on Instagram, if you want to check it out. Wait, this happened in 2016? No, we posted a photo. Okay. Right. It's me. I remember the, because I'm wearing white Beats by Dre headphones that my wife bought for a photo shoot because okay. I didn't have any other headphones. Like, that's how long ago this was. Okay. I didn't have proper headphones. Right. I had children's headphones on, you can see in this photo. Gotcha. Matt's got his headphones on, and we're interviewing none other than Sexy Ref. Yeah. And this was at UCLA. This was over on the west side of Los Angeles. I remember this. This was sort of like a, it wasn't an official game, I believe. It was sort of like a summer holdover yeah. tournament thing. It was at UCLA? Westwood Indoor Swimming Pool yeah. is the location. Yeah. There's Isn't that the F- same place we were interviewed for the Pistol Shrimps documentary? That is not. Okay, well, I don't know what I'm talking That was at a high school somewhere okay. on Fairfax. Okay. This was in Westwood. Okay. So far, the farthest we'd at that point gone for a pistol shrimps game until we went to washington dc that's right and so we posted a photo of us interviewing sexy ref yeah in 2016 and then in july of this sexy ref himself wow posted a comment on this photo and it says never knew i had a fan base this big and then there's an emoji of the laughing with tears coming out of his eyes (laughs) so if you want to follow Sexy Ref, you can go to the website, go to our account and look through the comments and find Sexy Ref. Lay a comment on him. That's what I think you should do. If you're a Sexy Ref fan, lay eyes on the guy. Yeah, and fans only, by the way, because you're we're not being... Only, I, you, I, fans I only should get on Sexy Ref's only fans? Yeah. <laughs> Does Sexy I mean, Ref have an only not, fans? Uh, this is, we are truly fans of this guy because... He is the sweetest guy. He's the nicest guy. He's very funny. He's got what it takes on the court. And we were fans of him just, just watching him as a ref. You but it's knew, when we spoke to him yeah. that you realize how game he was for this whole thing. Before meeting the man, we yeah. knew if Sexy Ref was ref in a Pistol Shrimps game, there wouldn't be any bullshit. It wouldn't be a problem show. It'd be like, you know, it's sort of like if there was a, a cop movie from the 80s and... You know, who would you like to be your, if Steven Seagal's there, that's like, things might get a little crazy, Yeah, but who's going to keep it all together? I'm, con- I'm having trouble coming up with a, uh, well, all I can think of are examples. Well, of like that. Charles Bronson is going to, I suppose the law is going to get kept up. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. Well, yeah. I just keep thinking of actors who played these great cop roles and they're all problematic. Now. All of them. Every one of them. <laughs> Mel Gibson, Clint Eastwood, Nick Nolte, Bruce Willis. Not that those Bruce Willis has done anything other than legendarily be an asshole. But <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. And that's where you find out Sexy Ref's not that. Yeah. He's an enforcer on the court. But he's a sweetheart when you talk to him after the game. He's an enforcer on the court and a non-divorcer 
on the wart. Think about that for a while. I wish you would. So lay a comment on our comments, I guess. Yeah. Pile on. Let Sexy Ref know you miss him. Yeah. Let him know you're thinking of him because we always are. But don't harass him. Yeah. Don't be a dick about it. Be great. Be good. Be a bug. Yeah. Positivity. That's all I have to say. If you want to write the show, write it. If you want to, uh, if you want to mail us shit, you can mail us shit. Yeah. That address is on the Instagram account. It's PO Box four one two eight four, Los Angeles, California nine zero zero four one. Thanks. Send listeners. it to me. Don't send it to Pistol Shrimps Radio. The post office doesn't know what that is. Okay, Mark McConville. Yeah. Um. What else you got? Anything else, Matt? Come see us. Play music. Yeah. On the twenty fifth. Yeah. At uh, Federal Bar. Uh. Gosh. What should people listen to? You got any recommendations? You mean for podcasts? Sure. Like other people's podcasts? Oh, yeah. Well. OPP? I've really been. Yeah, you know me. (laughs) I've really been enjoying. um, Oh, what's the title? 60 Songs of the 90s on the ringer it's what's it called sorry i don't know what it's called it, the, rob harvilla is the host and he just has these amazing kind of verbal essays about these songs before he talks to someone about them and then plays them and breaks them down i love that show um it's called yeah 60 songs that explain the 90s. What about you, Mark? Oh, 60 songs that explain the 90s? Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to some fantasy football things because football's coming back, and mm. I've, I've been a fantasy football player. Mm. So it's a lot of just like, what if the Jacksonville Jaguars had a battle axe plus two? Sounds good. Or like, how to optimize armor for your defensive line. I wish that's the way it was. Yeah. I'm sure someone already has thought of all of these jokes. Um, oh, the ringer has a rewatchables out on the movie victory too, which is a favorite movie of mine. Oh, wow. Soccer and world war two prisoner of war escape movie. Uh, yeah, you've really hit it. I, Oh, I just saw a preview for a movie. I can't remember the name of it, but it's Oscar Isaac and he's counting cards and he's been, he learned oh, how the, to count. It's cards called the card counter. Is it called that? Yeah. yeah. That looks like, yeah, it's I thought you'd like for that. Me. That looks good. And that's made by who? Paul Brian Schrader. Palmer. No, we got to go. It is. It is Paul Schrader. I think this is the end of the show. I'd like to let you know you're all my bros. You're all my Joes. You're all my boogies. Never give you any noogies. And I don't like loogies for free. Pay for your loogies, everyone. This has been Pistol Sensors. Bye, guys. I was here the whole time, up in the corner of the ceiling like hereditary. Still here. Bye. We're back because we forgot to open. We're sitting here. We're so into it. I'm looking at my laptop. I'm looking at Matt. We're having a laugh. We're having a chat. And I forget. There's There's a box that's been in my little music studio at home. For a very long time. This was mailed to us um, January 6th, 2021. So the very beginning of this year. Okay. But that's a long time to just sit on a package and not know. So David Spaulding, I apologize for leaving you in the lurch for so long. Okay. This is the little note inside. Okay. Sirs Mark and Matt.
Oh, I said all that to say there's just been a box sitting to the side here that I totally forgot about. Yeah. But we just opened it and we thought we better get back on. Yeah. Mark and Matt, happy belated Christmas. Hope your 2021 is better than 2020. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to old episodes has been a reliable way to get some laughs and tough times. And remember the old days when people could gather together in public and celebrate the bouncings of balls and the squeaking of sneaks. David, P.S. Let's get Mark on an episode of With Gorley and Rust. Oh, anytime you want. Yeah, let's do it. I just assume who wants to sit down for four hours and talk about an old, a dumb movie. I, I don't ever want to put that on anybody. The hell else I doing? Open invitation. Okay, so we may do another draft episode. Would you come moderate that again? Yeah, for sure. Okay, great. Um, so this is a box that was sent to the P.O. box. Matt, there's a Christmas present for you. We got some uh, some festive holiday paper here. I can just say that by the shape of this wrapping and a little corner of it is peeled away and I immediately, before opening, knew that, I haven't opened it yet, that this is the mask truck firecracker. How do you know that? It's orange. It's shaped like a truck. It's Hondo McLean's. It's missing a tailgate. I, It's missing the launching tire. I can see that from the little rip. I just know. I, rip into it, Matt. Oh, I was right. Look at that. I told the story about this, that my dad got it for me, and I didn't even know this mask truck existed. Oh. And I was like, oh. You knew that mask existed. Yeah, and I was big into masks, but I had never seen that this one was out. Yeah. And and I was like, but it really doesn't do much. It just pops up and a gun comes out. But something about it, this one became my favorite one. And you flip the little lever on the side, and I know right where it is. <laughs> oh, look at that. It pops up, and the guns shoot out the front. And then there's a little, you can launch a tire with razor blades on the side of it that's missing um, yeah and that and this era of toy is going to be missing a lot of those also hondo mclean's missing too <laughs> he's been missing for a while yeah but there's still investigating a lot of dna evidence <laughs> at the scene i wish his blaster mask could have protected him all right i'm ripping into my boy wow thank you what we got here Oh, I got a mini monster truck that's got the Minnesota Vikings on it. <laughs> this we is got two great. trucks, man. Yeah, man. Two trucks for Christmas. Well, man, let's take these trucks out and do some twanging. I was just a son of gay. Yeah, man. Twanging. We'll be twanging all day and all night. If you want to come out, put on some invisible sunscreen and meet us at Rickman's Alley. Yeah, up on Fuckman's Leap. Now, listen, I know we says this every time, but we hope to be back in less time than it took us to get back this time. Yeah, unless we don't show up from our visit to Rickman's Alley where we're going twanging. Because yeah. I heard there's some there's some uh, there's like an international gathering there of people from all over the world that have met in this alley to do some twanging. Right. And we're trying to get some new styles. Yeah. You know. Now, uh, you ever done a Panama twang? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pro I'm probably going to do Texalusis twang. Yeah, Texalusis twang. Yeah. 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 Where the tusks are looser. You like to stay here domestic. I'm interested in the oh, international shit, right. twang. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do the indoor twang. Yeah. Alleluia to law. Now, um, if this feed thing goes well, that could be an easier way for us to do episodes. Yeah. Now, also have a, a, a busy uh, time coming up with some yeah. life events yeah. in, the, in the near future. Yeah. So that may... Maybe it'll equal out and we'll do it at the same interval we did this one. But I would Who love knows? to get one in way earlier than that. Yeah. I bet. And you know what? Basically it is, Mark, is you just say, do you want to do one? And I go, okay. So okay, if you're so ever feeling me. the itch. Yeah. Well, I'm always feeling the itch because I'm a dumb bitch. 
you ought to have your twang looked at. I have. I plan to have it looked at and listened to this this evening when we go up to Rickman's Alley. I think having it looked at is the key. Nothing has to be done to it. It just helps to have someone look at your twang. I meant to ask you this. Could you put your standing table in the back of your truck? Because I want to get a little height up so that people don't have a problem looking at my twang. Sure. I did displace my hip last time I was twanging. So that's why my absence has been there from the twang, because I have a hard time just getting physically into it. I misplaced my hip. Yeah. You seen it? You ever find it? No. I had to use a boomerang. You hand me that jar of ointment? Sure. Bye.